0: Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. We were live at the Met on Wednesday night as the Winnipeg Bears had their jersey unveiling. So we talked to head coach Mike Taylor, forward Chad Posthumus, and Winnipeg's Justice Aline. And you're going to hear all those conversations coming up right here on the podcast. Live at the Winnipeg Bears jersey reveal. And revealing his jersey to me right now is sea bear chad posthumous the first sea bear the original sea bear how's it going chad i'm doing well how are you today i'm doing well uh, how does it feel to have everyone now see the jersey what do you think of it um super exciting just the crowd in there the
1: atmosphere was was incredible uh, obviously it's just a small taste what we're going to see at the game
0: um but yeah really excited for everything on this saturday we heard today maybe seven thousand people Could be there. What's going? What's it going to be like to play in that atmosphere in your hometown?
1: It's going to be amazing. Um, I know guys have played in massive crowds. There's guys from the NBA to all over the place in this league. And but having a crowd in your hometown here in Winnipeg is you can't beat it, right? Um, And I know they say seven thousand, but we also know how Winnipeggers are leaving everything to the last minute. So. I'm sure we're going to have a uh, surprise few hundred, maybe even thousand seats uh, day of the game coming in,
0: walking in with all the excitement. So really looking forward to it. So this jersey here, we got the, the polar bear on the front, Winnipeg Sea Bears. You've got the teal around the, the collar there and striping along the side. And uh, what's the number you're wearing
1: there? I am 33.
0: And why 33?
1: Because they didn't have 22 in my size this year. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they ordered the wrong size or something happened and I had to go with the bigger size. So, But my other number, 33, my backup was available, got it, so it was perfect.
0: Sometimes there are great origin stories for jerseys. Sometimes <laughs> it's, they had this number, so that's what I'm wearing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what happened. We kind of mess up whatever, but we're, we're excited is what it is we're happy to get started
0: when was the last time you played a basketball game in winnipeg
1: i think the last time here would be back in 2009 so 14 years ago yeah so what was that that would have been high school school. or university yeah first year there and that's yeah quite a
0: quite some time ago so how have you changed as a player since 2009
1: um haven't got much taller uh (laughs) definitely definitely a little better at basketball definitely put on a few pounds um but, uh, but, yeah, I just kind of developed my game and been blessed enough to have a almost 10-year pro career now and keep things going. So, yeah, really excited to be back here playing again. So you're 6'10"? 6'10", 6'11", in shoes. Okay. So.
0: How does that rank among the players in this league? Are you among the tallest in the league?
1: I'm I'm probably top 10, top 15 tallest, okay. yeah. Yeah, every team has a guy or two that's 6'10 and above, so.
0: So you're going to be, I imagine, spending a lot of time in the paint.
1: Yeah, quite a bit of time there. A little, little bit outside, setting screens, but quite a bit down low. Banging some bodies around, dunking the ball.
0: Getting rebounds. Exactly. Not the three-point touch?
1: Three-point touch is there from the top. Yeah, we got
0: it. Okay, good. So a diverse array. What's training camp been like this week?
1: Uh, Tough. We've we've had two days for the last five, six days. We finished yesterday with a scrimmage on the court at Canada Life, which was phenomenal. Great atmosphere. Just seeing it there, playing on the court, getting a feel for it. Um, And now we're starting our... Focus on uh, our new Opponent here, the Vancouver Bandits
0: So with so so much Turnover in this league, how do you prepare For a team that you know, every year the teams are configured a lot differently than they have yeah. been in the past, and for your team, didn't exist in the past.
1: Yeah, um, there's there's a handful of guys that uh, have been coming back year to year with each team, at least five or six, but the, I'd say, as you said, the majority don't come back, but our coaches have done a phenomenal job just with their scouting, and these guys have played high pro at high levels all around or, or top the top-tier university talent in the country here that are playing, so there's a lot of video on them to go around. They're well scouted. So
0: there's, there's enough to, uh, to kind of see what they're doing, get the gist of it. Would you like a preseason game, or is it okay just going right from training camp into the season? We've been fortunate enough with
1: the amount of local talent that we have here in Winnipeg to have enough bodies in training camp that we were able to do uh, a full scrimmage, full exact as we would game day sort of thing. Um, so that was, that was great just to have that, that run through there obviously it's nice if you can get a couple preseason games in but just with how quick things go in this league being only two and a half three months long it's it can be tough just scheduling that in.
0: How does the Elam ending affect the way you play or does it?
1: It is it changes the entire game right you can't just be fouling um, hacking at the end letting free throws go up because what the Elam ending is if people don't know what that is it's a target score that's added at the end of every game that you need to reach. um, So the clock just disappears. Yeah, the clock just disappears, and you add a target score on, um, and you need to reach that target score in order to finish the game. So every point matters, every defensive stop matters, and it changes the game drastically. Do you like it? It's exciting. Every game ends in a game-winner. That's right? true. So you can't just hack, you know, yep. hack
0: away and try to extend the game. It's
1: extremely exciting. Um, it's uh, it's something you got to see to be like, wow, this is this is cool. The NBA should get this. NCAA games should get this right because it turns. And the uh, games can drag. Yeah, you can have a game that lasts 30, 40 minutes, and it can turn a, a boring game into wow. This is the chance for the team that's down to actually get back into
0: it and to score. In your experience, has there been more comebacks? because They're, of
1: it so they did all the research on it and uh i guess the research showed the team that was down more often than not statistically never won the fouling never did anything but drag on the game um and now with this there are actually teams that you got to kick it into high gear and they have they have there have been some upsets that you wouldn't have got without uh, the elam
0: ending in place interesting looking forward to seeing that now before i let you go what does the next couple days look like for you as you get set for the first game on saturday night
1: uh we're gonna lock in scouting uh, our team coming up here working with the coaches working with the staff um we're gonna be grinding away until next two three days until until we're there saturday night at 7 p.m at
0: canada life well, we'll see you there chad appreciate this and uh, have fun with us tonight here perfect thank you so much that's chad posh miss the original sea bear As we welcome in the head coach and GM of the Winnipeg Sea Bears, we are live at the Met. The Sea Bears had their jersey revealed tonight. We're joined by Mike Taylor, the head coach and GM. Mike, uh, what do you think of the jerseys?
2: Christian, this is a wonderful event. I love the jerseys. Guys are excited about the uniforms. This whole Sea Bear logo, the color scheme—they uh, got it right, and it, I think it's uh, caught fire here in the city. So, what's
0: this week been like for you? So much building up. You've been putting this together for months. To finally be at training camp and days away now is it nervous is it excitement what's going through you right now
2: uh everything has come to life uh you know from from david asper down to jason smith uh the whole organization has put in tremendous work behind the scenes for months and you know there was never any practice or never any you know uh, event so to have these guys arrive in, in Winnipeg and, and have our first practice and, and start putting our system in and playing scrimmages. And uh, the whole basketball aspect has been fantastic. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I think, the guys appreciate that we've got great facilities, in my opinion. Canada Life Center, Sport for Life Center is a practice facility. We've got everything we want, uh, everything we need to be successful. I think it's uh, you know a testament to what David has done in terms of being pr- player-friendly and trying to take care of people uh, with the apartments and everything that we've got for the guys. So I think that really this market has a chance to be one of the best in the CEBL. Uh, but I want to give everybody in the organization credit. You know, it's it's there's always an element of the unknown. You never know what's going to happen in, until it's there. And uh, there's a lot of extra work to build things up from from the ground up. So uh, there's been a lot of work put in. It's very much come to life, and we're really excited about uh, the work we've done and the first game on Saturday.
0: Chad Posthumus said uh, when he was on with me a little bit ago, this week's been hard. There's been 2 days uh, There's going to be a lot of scouting coming up. But that's necessary when... You don't have a preseason game; it's just training camp, and then you're off
2: running. You know, you're working with limited time, uh, and I think the, the best way to do things when you're with a team is you have to get your system installed before the season starts up. Before that first game, you've got to have everything you need in. Uh, the players have worked extremely hard. Um, you know, this has not been a load management situation. Uh, these guys have put in the effort. Um, but, again, we're trying to set the standard of, of work. We're trying to set the standard of what it takes to be successful. And when you're dealing with uh, guys with good attitudes and, and real team mentality, uh, it's positive. Um, this this I think the standard and level of play in the C E B L is going to surprise people in the city. Uh, it's a very good league. And for us to be successful as a first-year team, we know the challenges. Uh, we want to give everything we have to prepare ourselves. And, and like I say to people, pressure comes when you're not prepared when you're prepared you have opportunity we focus this week on our preparation uh, we've got a great opportunity ahead of us and we want to be at our best
0: I didn't search for this it just popped up on my Twitter feed today the odds for champion, who to win the championship I saw in the it. CBL you I saw saw it. It. and Winnipeg got the longest odds let me tell
2: you something this league is going to find out about the Sea Bears right it, let them put all these odds out there they can say what they want to say externally about our team what matters to our team is, is in the dressing room in, in the team room uh, these guys are put into work, um, and look, I mean, they're just using the odds from past years. You know, Newfoundland won five games as an expansion team, Montreal won six. We understand it's a challenge to win a championship as an expansion team because you're in that growth process. You're establishing things and building things up. But I can tell you, we're not going to cap where we are as a team. You know, the ultimate goal is to win that championship. It's a process to get there, but we want to establish that foundation in a winning way. We want people to see, hey, these Sea Bears play hard all the time. They play good basketball, uh, and again, that's that's extra bulletin board uh, material for motivation for our guys to let everybody know, hey, these guys are saying the Sea Bears are are not going to be competitive in the league. No, we're coming at people. Uh, and again, for me, I'm really proud of the guys and the way they've worked to this point.
0: When you're putting together a team from scratch, how do you figure out how the pieces will work together, or will you not be able to know until games happen?
2: That's that's the challenge, you know. You, again, it's easier when you've worked with people and you know them for, for their game and, and who they are as people. Um, I think the thing about this league, it's a talent-based league, and because of the time, some some players, good players, will be here for a short time, or they arrive later uh so you don't get guys for the complete season and what we've tried to do is construct a team of pieces that fit together we've tried to get guys that are going to be in winnipeg all summer and where other teams may try to load up with talented players that maybe don't have the same experience of playing together and just trying to beat people on talent we're trying to take the team approach we want to build a team we want to have those pieces that complement each other that fit together and allow that team to grow throughout the the summer so uh, I hope that fans can enjoy watching Chad play in his hometown, watching Simon grow and develop as a young player, and they can see the team grow uh, through the challenges of the CEBL season.
0: Because you can't manufacture chemistry.
2: No, and, and that's the challenge. We've got some, some pieces. Uh, you know, On the, on an expansion team roster right now, You know, we've got five guys with CEBL experience, so half the team. We've got three guys that have won a championship in a league, so I think that's a good place to start to help the new guys. Uh, we've got a very big Winnipeg flavor on the team, um, so I think that's great for you know, connecting with the city. Uh, I really like the construction of the team, and now you never know, really know how good you are until you play, and this is the challenge for our guys. But we're trying to give them every opportunity to grow together, be successful, and uh, you know I really like where we are. Uh, it doesn't say that there, there's going to be some ups and downs and challenges. We understand. Um, but again, I really like the character of our players, the, the guys we have in that locker room, and, and again, I think everybody's really excited about uh, making history here in Winnipeg.
0: Chatting with Mike Taylor, Seabares GM and head coach. Last year, you were with the team you're playing on Saturday. The yes. now Vancouver Bandits were the Fraser Valley Bandits. Teams move around a lot in this league so far. It's the fifth season, so there's that's, that's natural, but are you able to provide inside knowledge of how they work now that you're here or is well are things going to be different
2: so i want to say that you know kyle julius the the general manager and head coach is a very good friend and he welcomed me into the league and i enjoyed my season out there tremendously dylan Kular, the president took care of everyone uh, i had a great experience uh in the league and this is partly why i love the league so much because the good people and the good experience um You know, when when Kyle decided he wanted to come back and coach the team, uh, you know, they offered me the opportunity to stay. But obviously for me, the the chance to be a head coach and general manager and build up a team, a franchise here was a fun challenge and and really great opportunity that I jumped at. Um, So I have nothing but good things to say about the Bandits in my experience there. Uh, We respect them as one of the top teams in the league. I think you have a championship favorite coming in on, you know, the first game for us. So it's a great measuring stick to see where we are. Uh, and I think for those guys, they're really trying to focus on the end of the season and being at their best uh, for, you know, they're hosting the, the championship weekend. Um, but for us, uh, we're really excited to play the first game here. The response in the city, you can feel the energy, you can feel the enthusiasm, um, and then for the city to come out and have. Over 6,000 tickets, nearing 7,000 tickets to be sold for the first game, breaking the CEBL record. It just reinforces the fact that Winnipeg can be a great CEBL market, and, you know, we're very thankful uh, with you know, to be here and be a part of it.
0: People are used to pro seasons being long, whether it's NHL season being 82 or NBA season being 82. Baseball seasons are very long. 20 games. Yeah. It's not a lot of time.
2: I love, you know, what Commissioner Mike Morielli has done with this league. Um I mean, it's going to be great with the the two divisions now. Uh, It's it's in a great time of the year. There's very little basketball being played elsewhere, and we know how much people love the game all over the world. Uh, And I think it's a great time of the year for Canada to have a basketball league, right? So um, it's really a fun league. Uh, And, again, as I said, I think that people are going to be super impressed with the level, the standard of it. And particularly here in the Canada Life Center, I believe we're going to have a fantastic game day presentation. I think the fans are going to really enjoy themselves, and I think that will make the Bears uh, a really destination for players and people that, that want to be a part of the C E B L
0: Did anyone warn you about Winnipeg winters, or were you just told, hey, the summers are great? Well, look. It's summer league.
2: Every place is what you make it. So, it, again, if some places have nice weather, some places have tougher weather, it's more about the people. And what I see in Winnipeg is a great sports town. Um, you know, it's been missing basketball, uh with the Jets, passionate fan base, you know, the Bombers, fantastic fan base, uh the Gold eye and the other pro sports organizations. It's been missing basketball and David Asper has has stepped up um and he's ready to build this organization the right way. It, it's a people based organization trying to take care of people. Um and I think it has the potential to be a, a great organization. So winnipeg winters you know i came up for my visit in february they showed me around it was a little bit brisk uh-huh. for sure uh, and you were
0: coming from florida right? coming
2: from jacksonville florida it was a tough adjustment uh-huh. but uh again you know i was uh more concerned with the warm welcome uh, up here so that was a, a wonderful time we saw the jets play the kings we had a great time in the city uh and again a lot of work was being done behind the scenes uh getting everything in place so Um, for me, uh, again, I think we're going to have a great summer together. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to challenging the team and uh, taking it to the next level and and helping this franchise get really established here in Winnipeg.
0: Well, Mike, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for hopping on our show, and uh, look forward to seeing you at the game on Saturday.
2: Thank you, Christian. We appreciate it.
0: That is Mike Taylor, head coach and GM of the Winnipeg Seabears, joining us here live at the Met. as we continue our coverage here with the Sea Bears and pleased to be joined by Justice Aline, member of the Winnipeg Sea Bears. We had Chad in the black jersey joining us earlier. Now we've got Justice in the white jersey. What do you think of it?
3: I think it's fresh, man. I, I don't know. Like I think, I think they both look good. Either way, you can't go wrong, right? Sea Bears white and black, got the teal. It's a nice little combination.
0: Will you be wearing the white or black at home? I believe we'll be wearing the whites. Okay. I think so, yeah. Classic Winnipeg whiteout yeah, stuff. Yeah, hey Make it happen, Winnipeg. Let's go. <laughs> so for those who don't know, you're from here. You played for the Bisons, and now you're back home to play for the Winnipeg sea Bears. When you found out that the sea Bears were becoming a thing last year, was it a goal of yours to suit up for them?
3: Yeah, right away, man. I, I, I played in this league for the Saskatoon Rattlers um, a few years back, and I kind of saw... How that city got behind their team, and I, and the second they said Winnipeg was was would have something like that, it was perfect. I know Winnipeg's got a huge basketball community. Um, Winnipeg's a great city for the CBL, and I think there's a lot of excitement behind this, and it's for yeah, it's a dream come true to have a team here in the city.
0: Because when you're growing up, there was not really a, a pro option in Canada. Oh,
3: not at all. It was it wasn't even not let alone Canada, but then Winnipeg on the other hand, yeah, right. it was basketball really wasn't even. A huge sport coming up here, so to kind of see not only the sport grow, but now we're at the point where we can have our own team in in this league that's growing and is is going to be super successful in Canada. It's it's exciting.
0: So since you graduated from the U of M five years ago,
3: yeah, I believe so. Man, make me feel old. (laughs) Where's well, I graduated longer ago (laughs) than you did. Where has your basketball journey taken you? Uh, So I played in I played a couple seasons in the Czech Republic in their uh, their pro league out there. I played for the Saskatchewan Rattlers in the CBL, and I also played a season in um, in Slovakia for a team called Nova Vest. So I kind of most of my career was spent in uh, in central Central Europe so far. Kind of, it's nice you get to explore explore kind of the rest other countries around, and everything's so close there. So you get a good kind of get a good feel for for Europe as a whole.
0: How did COVID affect your career?
3: Um, it definitely made things a lot more interesting. Um, I remember being out in Europe when the whole covid situation first kind of popped off and it went it went from hey you know there's a case in i think at this time it was in Slovakia so it was in Bratislava hey there's a case in in, in Bratislava we're not going to play on Friday then 2 days later it was actually we're not playing for 2 weeks then it was actually the whole league shut down you got to go home immediately um and then the the following year it was um yeah a lot of empty arenas covid tests essentially daily um a lot of players or teams having to cancel or reschedule games because half their team had covid so it was definitely an interesting wrench and things but um yeah i'm happy to see that kind of basketball back back where it was before
0: now what was it like being a canadian in those markets i'm I'm sure you weren't surrounded by a lot of people that were canadian but english is obviously a language a lot of people speak mm-hmm. everywhere what was it like getting around and getting along
3: uh, it, one thing i realized is that all all over the world people love canadians so uh, good job canada for uh, <laughs> leaving a good impression wherever we go but yeah it was all it, it was always interesting um the language barrier is can get can get a, a little tough sometimes you know you're kind of relying on some teammates to translate for you and you're a lot there's a lot of kind of times where you're sitting there in a huddle or with your team and you don't really know what what anybody's talking about but um yeah man being a, being a canadian is great like like i said i did play with some a lot of american guys um and even american guys they don't they don't know a lot about canada sometimes so you gotta you're always educating people and trying to trying to tell them that like especially winnipeg it's not always cold we do we do have summer we we, we does get warm here And we don't live in igloos.
0: (laughs) Well, and now you get to play in this league. It's a summer league, so you get to have summertime here in Winnipeg. What's been the feedback from people in your community and in the basketball community that you've talked to about having this team here?
3: Yeah, everyone's loved it. Um, Like I actually do a lot of work here in the city with kind of – youth basketball club basketball so uh, i kids ask all the time you know they want to they want to see me play or they want to ask me about the cbl and stuff like that and for for the city to have a team i know people are super excited i get i, I probably get asked about it five times a day no matter where i go so it, it's exciting that it's finally starting to kind of creep up to the the opening opening game and i think people are going to be really excited with the product they see on the court the team's been working really hard for the last kind of week um and we got a lot of talent, a lot of scoring, so it's going to be an exciting show.
0: What do you think it's going to be like to step out on that court Saturday with 7,000 fans potentially there at Canada Life Center?
3: Oh man, it's going to it's going to be a dream. It's going to be a dream. It's going to be great to see the whole city behind us and kind of it'll be great for Winnipeg to make an impression on the rest of the rest of the country and the rest of the league to say, "Hey, like we got we got we got a we got a fan base over here. We got a team over here. You got to watch out."
0: How would you describe yourself as a player? As a player, um
3: I love to get my teammates involved. I play hard. I can shoot it. I love to score the basketball in a bunch of different ways. And
0: I think overall just exciting. So how would you characterize where you'd probably fit into the the team starting lineup? Are you a reserve guy? Do you know yet?
3: Yeah, it's hard to say. Like I said, we just came off training camp, so it's that's kind of up to the coaches. Right. But like I said, I think we got a really, really great group where everyone can play and no matter who's in what role week to week they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play they're gonna do their best and yeah but for me personally I know what I bring on the court every time I step on is like I said I'm gonna I'm gonna represent Winnipeg I'm gonna represent U of M I'm gonna represent kind of everybody I've played with and and play the game that I've been playing for for years right and that's exciting Just put the basketball in
0: the hoop right? I don't know how connected you still are to the school but Simon Hildebrand rookie of the year in U sports uh, coming out of this amazing season for the Bisons. They go 18 and two best record they've ever had. What's it going to be like to have him here and and in a way that he's part of this team to really grow his opportunity further down the line with the Bisons.
3: Oh man, it's great. And I'm still, I'm still, I still around the team a lot. Like I, I, I trained with actually Simon in the, in the off season. So I've been knowing Simon since he was, I think probably grade 10 and to see how far his game has come and, the sky's the limit for that kid and obviously another u of m guy for me to i'm a bit older than him, so i never got the opportunity to play with him at u of m and i would have loved to play with a guy of that uh, with those abilities when i was there so it's great that we get to play together now and i hopefully can as an as a bit of an older guy give him some guidance and kind of in the right direction and help help in any way kind of make sure that he becomes the best player he can be
0: do you also give that attitude to Sean Moran and Donald Stewart and Ryan Luke, who are from the Westman <laughs> part of this as well?
3: Hey, as long as they're not playing against the U of M, I'm supporting all Winnipeg guys. But the second they step on that court at IGAC or the Bison's go to the Duckworth Center, you know I got my my brown and gold on. So
0: <laughs> did you see the the crowd for that? playoff game. Yeah, I was there. I was there. <laughs> that was that was incredible. That was great, man. And, and was, that gives me, you know, excitement that we could see something like that here uh, yeah. with the Sea Yeah, exactly. That that was just a precursor. I think, you know, we could get that
3: magnified at, at Canada Life. So,
0: so what happens between now and Saturday night But for your team to get ready?
3: Uh, just kind of we've kind of gone through the physical part now, whereas now the next few days are a bit more mental and kind of fine-tuning things so that we know Kind of what to expect when Vancouver comes into town. Make sure all our sets are looking crisp, and kind of make sure everybody's in the right mindset. Right, um, we want to. This is a good opportunity for us. We want to put on a put on a great kind of product out on the court. So, yeah, just stay stay locked in for the next few days and make sure everybody's getting their work in, and uh, we're all on the same page.
0: What is a typical pregame meal for you? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, I'm
3: I'm usually. A pasta type of guy or you know keep it simple you know chicken rice veggies nothing nothing crazy but i don't usually like to eat too much before the games i like to or else you feel a little little bloated a little little heavy after the game i gotta get all the inches on my vertical i can do i can get so you know (laughs) how how high is the vertical oh man i wouldn't even know i wouldn't even know
0: but you're dunking i'm I'm, i'm all here dunking for sure (laughs) and how tall are you six two okay I'm 6'5", and I cannot dunk, but hey, that's, man. hey, I'm not a pro it's basketball never too player. Late. It's never too late. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh Justice, thanks for this. Appreciate it. We'll see you at the court on Saturday. Thanks for having me, man. That's Justice Aline of the Winnipeg Sear Bears.